What if this podcast was about to start? And welcome to Woulda, Coulda, Shoulda, the podcast all about life's hypotheticals. Uh, I'm Mitch Kreitzman alongside my co-host Jordan Kreitzman. Uh, Jordan, this is sort of our updated version of the what if machine that incorporated some other ideas. Um, today we're just doing a basic what if, but there's some (laughs) other stuff included in there that I'll find at some point. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Um, Jordan, you presented quite a few options to me that, you know, some seemed like a little too much to get into. It was off the I wanted something a little, I wanted something a little more light, I think. (laughs) Um, I don't even remember. <laughs> I kind of have to go back and see what I wrote. <laughs> well, I, I might as well pull up the text here because <laughs> it's easily accessible for me. So why not? Because um, I just texted you yesterday being like, hey, eh, what would be a fun what if to do? Uh, you said, what if Russia got to the moon first? What if David Lee Roth stayed in Van Halen? What if Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were on each other's teams? What if we blew up once the temperature hit 80 degrees? <laughs> and then what if the new world order was real? <laughs> and then you also said, what if cats were the size of dogs after the fact? <laughs> now, <laughs> that I just, I'm a little confused. I guess, so... <laughs> the one that's just, what if we blew up once the temperature hit 80 degrees? We would just all be blown up. <laughs> well, no, we'd have to revert to um, indoor facilities that could keep the AC down. Hmm. All right. <laughs> it could open up a whole can of worms if you really think about it. It's <laughs> <That's> true. <laughs> But I agree, not my best, so I'm glad we didn't pick that one today. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> now, Jordan, the one that we did pick, uh, I, I I thought in honor of EVH, what if David Lee Roth stayed in Van Halen may be fun, but then I remembered the one we did last time was what if Kurt Cobain hadn't died in 1994 right. or in 1995, whenever it was. And so I was like, well, we should try something a little more uh, in a little bit of a different space. So what what I decided to go with was what if Larry Bird and Magic Johnson were on each other's teams. Now, to make sure I understood the prompt correctly, I assume what that meant was what if Larry Bird had been drafted by the Lakers and and Magic Johnson had been drafted by the Celtics, right? Yeah. Okay. Just that, wanted to make sure because so at yeah. first I had thought of it like what if they played for the same team, and I was like, oh, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> That would also be an interesting topic, maybe, but no. But I think there's a lot to go off of here, so I want to I want to sure. start off by sort of rattling some some stats off to you. I, I pulled some okay. I pulled some historical data here from their times in the NBA. Um, so in terms of who played longer, it was Magic Johnson, uh, mm-hmm. eighty to ninety six. There's obviously a gap in there, but. Larry Bird played 79 to 92. Um, For points per game, Larry Bird was significantly the better scorer. Um, Also significantly better rebounder. So it was like 7 versus 10 a game, I believe. Now, assists per game, Magic Johnson blew him out of the water. Uh, Well, yeah. Not surprising. Larry Bird, better three-point shooter. Uh, Magic Johnson, better overall shooting percentage. 
Um, and then when it cu- when it came to steals and blocks, their statistics were very similar. So if we're talking about like their style of play, let's let's sort of start there. Um, okay, you know, Mitch, Matt- I'm I'm shocked you didn't go for the whole who's better at getting AIDS joke. <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't want to. Do or maybe that. that was coming later. I don't. <laughs> so I, let's it, talking about style of play here. Okay. Um. You know, I don't think the Showtime Lakers necessarily happens without Magic Johnson at the center of it. You know, he was the ultimate facilitator, the guy who sort of who was the big playmaker. He was making things happen. Um, Celtics during that era, by comparison, were much more uh, much more blue collar, much more about (laughs) fundamentals, about getting things done that way. Did you say white? Because that's accurate. Yeah, I. For those yeah. who aren't physically capable but want to win, you join the Celtics. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very accurate. But so, and I would say, you know, the their styles of play are pretty reflective of all that. Yeah. Now, looking at the two teams as a whole from that era, um, starting with the Celtics, uh, in the 80s, they won three championships. I believe it was 81, 84, and 86. Okay. Some of his supporting cast includes Kevin McHale, uh, Robert Parrish, Dennis Johnson, uh, Reggie Lewis, uh, Nate Tiny Archibald, uh, just to name a few. Uh, some of the teams that they played in those days, besides obviously the Lakers, um, you had early Michael Jordan, uh, you had the Bad Boy right. Pistons, um, and then they very commonly played the Bucks in the playoffs in those days. Um, yep. And that was unfortunate. <laughs> then for the Lakers, they actually won five championships in the 80s. Um, yeah. Some supporting cast here includes Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, James Worthy, Jamal Wilkes, Byron Scott, and Kurt Rambis, to name a few. Byron. <laughs> what? <laughs> Byron. <laughs> Why? Why? Uh... I don't know. When I see that name, that's just how I want to say it. <laughs> uh, I always I was think of, my name is Byron McIldery, and I'm a process server in the city of New York. <laughs> exactly. Hey, yeah. wait a minute. Um, <laughs> it's not too different than mine, if you really right, listen closely. No. Um, now, the Lakers had a little bit of an easier time in, in the Western Conference than the Celtics did in the Eastern Conference. Uh, primarily... There was Houston and Utah in the mid to late 80s were kind of the two. Um, okay. Stockton and Malone were still competing for championships, you know, in in that time. Um, and Hakeem Olajuwon wasn't in it quite in his prime, but he was still a really, really good player. Um, and then some of the teams that they had to face in the finals, uh, besides Boston, included uh, Detroit and Chicago, like we mentioned. Uh, as well as Philly, uh, to uh, in the early '80s, because Julius oh, wait, Julius I'm, Irving and Moses Malone. I'm confused because they're they're winning these championships in the '80s, right? Yes. You're saying Elijah Wan, his prime was not in the '80s. Uh, I don't know. Well, so when didn't he, he join the league around the same time as? I think the same year as yeah, Elijah Wan was Jordan, the number right? one pick in the year that Jordan yeah. was drafted. I guess I don't know. I was more so thinking kind of when Houston won those back to back championships, but that I guess that wasn't his like career prime. So that's a fair point. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't know when 
he was considered at his best, but yeah, it was like that team was like him and Ralph Sampson, basically. I guess you could kind of consider him like Jordan. Maybe he wasn't like in full form yet. Right. Yeah. But yeah, you had said he was past his prime or something. No, no, no. I said he hadn't hadn't quite hit his prime yet. Oh, okay. (laughs) I didn't say he was past his prime. (laughs) I was just really confused. (laughs) Um. So I mean, let's let's start here. Do we think? Do we think the Celtics would have won more or less championships or maybe even the same? Do we think the Lakers would have won more or less? Do we think maybe they both would have won less and just gave way to other teams? I don't know. What are our thoughts here? The first thing I'm picturing is that about half the time Magic Johnson dribbles up past half court. He looks around his teammate all lagging behind him. (laughs) So he's... (laughs) Yeah, that's very true. He's he's like, whoa, <laughs> this, I'm going to have to change my style of play. So immediately, Mitch, he's already changing his style of play because he's playing with a bunch of slow pokes. That's There's very no true. There's no showtime here. No, no one's doing fast break. <laughs> what, true. Who's doing fast break, Mitch? Who's, show, who's doing Showtime it? Lakers, but not anymore. <laughs> not just. Well, I mean, just on the Celtics. It's Magic Johnson for those first few plays, and then he realizes he can't do it. Yeah, I would say, if anything, you've got the microwave Dennis Johnson, but that's about it. Or was that Vinny Johnson? I don't know. I can never remember. There were two guys that played guard in the 80s with Dennis Johnson and Vinny Johnson. I don't remember, regardless. So, Um, so bottom line, Magic has to adapt his play, but I think he adapts nicely. Well, so, uh, yeah, um, he, he has to slow down for sure, but it's not like that was the only skill he brought to the table was, like, speed of play, so I think he would adjust. Oh, yeah, no, I, I think he adjusts. Um, obviously, I think his half-court play is going to be fairly similar. Um, I don't know if he feeds off the Boston crowd as well as the ALA crowd. Sure. Maybe because Boston's still probably kind of racist at this point. <laughs> yeah, that was something I had thought about. I was like, I don't think... I don't think Magic Johnson has as much of a legacy in Boston as uh, Larry Bird. Like, yeah. in the, if he's in the exact same position, I just don't think he does. Boston loves scrappers. They do love Paul <laughs> Pierce, though. But Paul Pierce is definitely a scrapper. He's a scrapper. Yeah, he's. This is the dude who. He's not supremely talented. This is the dude who pooped his pants on the court <laughs> and pretended he had a broken leg. This is a guy who skis his jeans. <laughs> oh God. Um. Well, so uh, what's interesting is that here, a ver is that a verified story? By the way, I'm pretty sure <laughs> this he is one of those verified urban legends. <laughs> I'm pretty sure uh, he's the grossest person I've ever. Yeah, for seen the people out there who sports. don't know, there is a very famous moment for I think the 2008 NBA Finals. It, it was it was Boston versus the Lakers, uh, and <laughs> Paul Pierce just like basically t- t- from my memory just completely collapses and has to be like carried <laughs> off the court and in like a wheelchair he leaves as one would do if you had just pooped your and like comes back in like a quarter like he it's, he's not out for the rest of the game and like it was seen as like this big triumphant moment i remember it but i'm pretty sure he's confirmed since that he doesn't want people to know that he'd pooped his pants. Like I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what happened. How do you? I just don't get how you do that. I just. Oh, I 100 percent agree. It's it's and crazy. He just like, isn't he just farted like right in the middle of broadcast? Like yes, he's times. done that too. 
It's just Paul Pierce. Just, what are you doing? Paul Pierce is a garbage person. He kind of is, though. <laughs> um, but anyway, you know what? So Boston loves a scrapper. Well, what's interesting is that you know, if we're going so far back as to say if they were each drafted by the other team, yeah, does that change at all how the roster is built? Do we think? Um, I don't know enough about their histories to know how formed the roster was yeah. when they joined. I wanna, so I want to say Kareem was already playing for the Lakers. I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, definitely. I mean, that's probably a big part of the reason they drafted Magic Johnson, you know? So, you know, it's not like if they had drafted Larry Bird instead of Magic Johnson, they're trading away Kareem. Like, that's not, that, that's yeah. not something that was ever an option. Um, so I think it's more so, I think it's more interesting to just talk about it as if the team was otherwise exactly the same. Okay. Yeah. Cause I, I think then magic and the Celtics still win two championships. I think that's, that's what I'm going to go there because so I, what ultimately like ended their dynasty was the bad boy Pistons and I'm thinking maybe that 86 championship doesn't happen. I think either Jordan or the Pistons are, are going to take that team out in 86. That's funny because that's widely considered one of the greatest all-time teams. I mean... <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> the 86 Celtics? Yeah. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's like one of the all-time great teams, but... Again, is it an all-time great team without Larry Bird? I don't know. I just don't. I don't think what they just. Uh, Larry Bird and Magic Johnson serve such different purposes on a roster. Like that. Yeah. Boston is such a big hole in that team. If if a Larry Bird kind of guy is not there. Oh, here's the thing. Jo- Jordan and the Bulls are not taking that team out in the eighty-five, eighty-six season. No, that's I think fair. That's, that's when Michael Jordan scored sixty-three points in a playoff yeah. game against them. And they still got swept. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. But I think I think Detroit, <laughs> the Pistons, baby. Yeah, yeah I, I don't remember where they were at. They there, ended up going. They, were, they ended up going back to back, like right after this, like eighty eight and eighty nine, or something like yeah. that. Yeah, or eighty. Now, they were very close to being really good. So I could see that. Now, on the other hand, though, Larry Bird with the Lakers, Mitch, I don't think it goes so well. I mean, that's what's so crazy about this is that. That immediately becomes the most stacked front court of all time. Because Kareem <laughs> Abdul Jabbar and James Worthy alone is crazy. And then you add Larry yeah. Byrne in the mix, probably playing the three. Right. I mean, that's insane. But their guards were never anything except for Byron Scott. Yeah. But maybe they Byron. Byron <laughs> Byron. <laughs> Why that's so dumb, but I like it a lot. I don't know. Yeah, that's exactly. But Look, maybe you know, maybe they go out and get a point guard. I just don't know, right? So maybe they, um, hmm. ah, maybe they're just not as good up front. So they end up getting one of the nice draft picks for a point guard in the early '80s. Was there a point guard that came out in the early '80s? Let's look this up. Yeah, I normally I can't think hmm. of one. Let me see. Let's look up. Let's just pick an example here. The 1982 NBA draft. Oh, accidentally put in 1082. I don't think the NBA <laughs> existed at the time. <laughs> uh, 
Oh, that's the year that James Worthy was drafted with the number one pick, so never mind. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> I wow. didn't realize how did that happen? Did I swear didn't what? Magic didn't they won a championship in eighty? <laughs> like they must have gotten it in a trade or something. Cause I agree that otherwise makes no sense. Something's confusing to me, yeah. Look, if they don't get a decent point guard, I don't know if they put it together, bitch. I don't know. Magic Johnson I... is a facilitator, right? I think he f- forms you know, I I think he forms his game around it, and they still win a couple championships. Larry Bird, he's he's gassed on every play, right? <laughs> these people are rolling way faster than he's used to. Um, I still think he plays great, but with that a uh, facilitator, um, I don't know. No, I think that's a fair point. I'm trying to see here. I'm not getting much of an indicator of who, let me see, who did the Lakers draft in 1983? Uh, Looks like they had possibly traded away their pick. Yeah, it looks like they had had traded away their pick. But uh, a couple of point guards who were drafted in the first round that year include John Paxson, Dale Ellis, Derek Harper. It's not a lot going on, really. Um, I will say Clyde Drexler was drafted with the number 14 pick. So, you know, that's something. Clyde the Glide. Let me see. Clyde the Glide ends up on the Lakers and assumes a point guard role. Now that's crazy. I don't think. So crazy it just might work, Mitch? (laughs) I guess I can't argue with that. Um, I feel like, you know, maybe he fits in with Showtime. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I obviously didn't really watch him play much, so I really don't know what his passing skills were like. Obviously, he's a big scorer, but... um, You know, Jordan, I think I solved this for the Lakers. Um, Now, with the 23rd pick in the first round of the 1984 draft, uh, the Lakers had selected center Earl Jones. Who? Exactly. Um, now just a few picks earlier, Jordan, who was drafted, but John Stockton. Ah, yes. The Lakers know that they have so many good pieces, but just don't have the guard to put it together. Yeah. Like they're the team that's getting knocked out in the second or third round of the playoffs every year, right? Right. And so, They're you know, missing the piece. they trade away a couple role players, some future picks, whatever, in order to get John Stockton. Now that, yeah. that team's a three-peater at least. And I think John Stockton could fit with Showtime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the greatest assist man ever, right? So I think it could work. And yeah, now you're talking, Yeah. I think you're talking a three-peater all of a sudden. So I think I think dropping Celtics to two championships makes sense to me. But I think you could keep the Lakers at five NBA championships in the 80s. Well, wait. If they don't start... So here's something we have to take into account. By the late 80s, Larry Bird starts suffering from back injuries. That's true. And he's never himself. Um. So I think... Kareem was like, pretty much done by the late 80s, too. Yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. Uh, when did he stop? 
Yeah, mid eighties. I. So I, well, even without Kareem, I think they still got like three solid championships in there. But their solid years are like. Then you got to give John Stockton a year to develop. Yeah. So we're talking like eighty-five to eighty-nine. Is maybe their glory years. Okay, so now we're thinking maybe in 1989 is kind of when they have to hit the hard reset, you know, kind of start rebuilding. Yeah, and by this point, you you know, yeah, Larry's kind of starting to be on his way out. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Um, Magic's still doing all right. Oh, absolutely. So I think this is maybe a point where the Celtics get an extra, well... No, because that's when Chicago really starts to turn it on. Well, by now it likes Detroit and Chicago. I don't. I don't think they turn it back on. So I think. I think the championship count the way we got it makes sense. Now here's something interesting. Is in the nineteen. The nineteen eighty nine NBA draft. The Lakers selected. Uh, Vladi Divas. Right. That's a pretty yeah. solid front court addition for this team yeah. that's just lost Kareem. Um, and honestly, now that I think about it, that's probably exactly what they actually did in real life. <laughs> <laughs> so that all makes a lot of sense. <laughs> now, do we remember? Do we remember what year Kobe was drafted? Was that 90? 96. 96, Okay. So I mean, at this point, Lakers still have Vladi Divas. In this universe, they have John Stockton. And also in this universe, Utah is not nearly the uh, powerhouse that it was. Utah is Carl Malone and others. And he's just really upset because they can't form a team around him. (laughs) So what I'm thinking maybe is that Kobe gets a couple of championships before Shaq even shows up. Hmm... Wait, are you assuming, okay, so Larry leaves at the same time in 92? Yes. And now you're saying by 96 it's Kobe, John Stockton, Vladi Divac, and others. <laughs> yeah, you know, you've got like your Eddie Jones, your Cedric Ceballos. Like there are some pieces there. Um, yeah. Nothing significant, but. Um, I don't know. I... <laughs> Kobe wasn't that great right away. That's fair. Um, yeah, I guess those supporting those supporting to pieces versus Stockton and Malone. If Stockton well, and Malone couldn't beat the Bulls, why would Stockton with these guys beat the Bulls? Yeah. Well, here's mm. the real real question, Mitch. <laughs> Magic Johnson was with the Celtics this whole time. Right. Mm-hmm. Um does he get AIDS? <laughs> Because now you're, t- if That's he doesn't true. get AIDS he's in not Boston, living in LA. he could play through the 90s. <laughs> That's a really excellent so, point. Yeah, so you're talking, you know, maybe a few more playable years. Yeah, well, so I don't think he retired. I don't think he plays past 96, but I don't think he has those gap years anymore. Or Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. I think the his absence, like, after the Dream Team... To that weird year, he, I guess he played 96. I do. I remember reading that somewhere, but I don't know what 
Yeah. He was doing. So um, let's assume he plays till then. Now, what's interesting to me is that I don't think he stays with the Celtics his whole career. I think, you know, if you look mm. at if you look at the Celtics in like 91, 92, he sees this stacked Eastern Conference. He sees that he hasn't won a championship with the Celtics since 84. What right. what reason does he have to stick around? Wouldn't he rather, you know, spend his last few years with a real contender? Right. So where Mitch, does he go from there is the question. Mitch, Mitch, he teams up with the Rockets, with Charles Barkley. That is what I was thinking, actually. And they secure one championship over Michael Jordan. <laughs> so what you're saying is that <laughs> in this timeline, we finally get Charles Barkley a championship. Yes. I think exactly. that's realistic. That's what this was all about, actually. No, I do think that could happen. <laughs> um, now, what if... Instead of teaming up with Houston, we have him team up with the Suns before he goes to Houston. Oh, that's what I meant. <laughs> oh, it is. Okay. Because he did play for Houston. Sorry. Okay. That's also accurate. He did. Yeah. yeah but the Suns was who he played with in the early 90s that made the championship, right? Yeah. So you've got Charles Barkley. I think Tom yeah. Chambers was on that team. Okay. Kevin Johnson yeah, I totally was on that the team. Suns, yeah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because you have Kevin Johnson on that team, too, to play that smaller guard position alongside Magic. That's, that's a championship-winning team, absolutely. Yeah, and I think I think that's maybe that's how Magic goes out. He doesn't play to 96. He wins the 93 championship, and he goes out. So how do we feel this shakes up the NBA landscape from, this, from the point we're talking about now on to today? Do we think it makes any difference? Um, I'm sure it does because it changes both their styles of play. Well, Larry really can't change a style of play, but Magic does. Yeah, so I... I don't know. It's... It, you know, I'm, I don't think that much changes, to be honest, but maybe we don't revere other, maybe we don't revere them as much as we do in this universe. Yeah, I because think Magic Johnson's quite have the career, number of championships. I think Magic Johnson's yeah. career looks a lot different because, you know, you have a guy who played for one team his whole career, brought five championships to the Lakers versus a guy who won a couple championships with Boston, Twilight Years goes to Phoenix and wins a championship. That's definitely a different looking career. I don't think he yeah. is necessarily well, among like the greatest all time with that kind of career. Magic never identifies with Boston as much as LA, right? Right, absolutely. So that's why he feels more confident in switching teams at the end of his career. Now, let me know what you think of this. Do we think uh, Phoenix winning a championship gives any leeway towards maybe big stars staying in small market teams? Because I think mm. I don't. I think Phoenix having never won a championship with guys like Charles Barkley that definitely doesn't play in their favor for you know major caliber stars wanting to stay there. 
Um, do we think that that changes the landscape of the NBA all at all in that respect? Maybe. Would you consider Detroit a small market team? Um, to an extent, it's smaller than like Chicago for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Detroit and Phoenix to me feel on the same playing field. Maybe that's fair. City wise. So I I don't know if it makes a big difference. Um, to be honest, that's fair. Cause where I was, where I was considering that possibly going in my head is perhaps Shaq doesn't leave Miami or sorry, Orlando. Um, Mm. but maybe not. I don't know. Yeah. No, I mean, it does stand to reason the Lakers aren't nearly as popular now or nearly as accoladed or whatever you want to say because they've only won... Have they won three? They've won three, but they didn't win five. Magic's not associated with them. They're not as flashy. Right. Yeah, Maybe I, don't, go over I don't know if the Lakers have... Well, I mean, three championships in a decade is still a lot here. Um, oh, yeah. It's difficult to say, because I think there's... Uh, I don't know how much... It, it's difficult to say, because I don't know how much impact that Lakers-Celtics rivalry in the 80s had on the NBA as a whole, because I really don't think it did. I mean, I think it was such a big hallmark of the 80s, but I don't think... I don't think that really had any effect on the NBA past then because Michael Jordan just so much took over the 90s that it was an all-new NBA at that point anyway. Yeah. What's kind of the next question is, now that Michael wins only five championships and loses one, is the argument of LeBron versus Jordan more of an argument now? (laughs) It's got to be. Because I don't think it's much of an argument in this universe, but... (laughs) Yeah. Well, Maybe in that universe. Well, so what's LeBron at now? Is he at four? Uh, yeah, right. Two with Miami, one with Cleveland, one with L.A. Yeah. I mean, I guess what's what's more impressive that he was able to do it across three different teams. Right. Um, that's impressive. He's also lost in a lot of finals. Yeah. And, and yeah. Has... Is this the best... Sp- is this the best supporting cast LeBron has had, or do we think the big three was better? Big three is probably better. Big three was better, yeah. But do we think the big think. three was as good as like the supporting cast Jordan had on the 96 Bulls? I don't think so. I think the big three was better. You think so? Well, I mean, like, Scottie Pippen is very underrated. Yeah, but to like, me, Scottie Pippen is... Uh, what else are we talking here? Dennis Rodman? I mean, I think Pippen is above. I, mean, the, I think he's above the caliber of Dwayne Wade or Chris Bosh. Um, I think, I think Scotty is a slightly better player than Dwayne Wade. Yeah, I mean, I don't think uh, Dennis, Dennis Rodman obviously n- not as much, but I don't know. I mean, I guess Chris Bosh isn't really all that great. His career was shortened, so it wasn't really. Yeah, like. A weak heart or something, right? Yeah, like a something scary. Um, it does make you but, wonder, though, because I don't. I ultimately don't think, in the scenario we're talking about here, you know, Utah never beat Jordan for a championship. So John Stockton not being on the Lakers 
or not being on the jazz, you know, doesn't yeah. really affect that at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think I, I think really the only thing it changes past the eighties is that Jordan wins one less championship. So that's potentially an argument, but other than that, I mean, well, I think the last thing we should discuss is how does this affect the post careers of Larry Bird and Magic Johnson? That's interesting. So does Larry Bird still become coach and future owner of the Indiana Pacers? So, I mean, Um, perhaps not because, you know, Magic Johnson, you went to school at Michigan state and he ended up, you know, becoming an executive with the Lakers, you know, he, that's where he wanted to be. Um, whereas, you know, Larry Bird came from Indiana, but he had this career, he, you know, had this career in Boston, but then ended up going back to Indiana to try to build up the Pacers. I do think though, Larry Bird has kind of always had a lot of allegiance to Indiana. I don't know if him playing his career in LA really makes a difference. I don't think LA ever, um, wins him over. No, I don't think I could never, degree. I could never see Larry Bird being an LA guy. Just not I think him. LA loves him. Don't get me wrong. Right. And he plays his whole career there, but I don't think he's like, I think he moves back to where he's comfortable as soon as he can. Yeah. And like, so, for that matter, I don't, I don't think Kareem was ever really an LA guy. He, yeah. I don't think he no. was ever really into the lifestyle or anything from what I know I mean, about him. He appreciated the culture. It's why he left Milwaukee. <laughs> well, yeah, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> he appreciated the lack of segregation. <laughs> Whatever, Kareem. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I mean, the question there then is, you know, it doesn't sound like Magic Johnson would have the same level of involvement in the Celtics organization as he has with the Lakers. So what does no, he do? No, and then he won't be involved with the Lakers because he never played with them. So does he just become a bigger TV personality instead? I hope not. He's bad at that. Do he care as much because he doesn't have AIDS? <laughs> That's a fair point. I mean, maybe what happens? I Magic Johnson. There's a lot of. There, there's a lot of cloudiness right here for me with magic. I think Larry does exactly the same thing. That's yeah. I that's, don't know no, what magic That's very does. true. I wonder maybe, you know, maybe magic and Barkley stay good friends. They end up on NBA on TNT together. Ah. And then, you know, do we not get Kenny the jet at that point? Do we not get Shaq? What happens? I think we still get Shaq, but we lose Kenny. Mm. And that's okay, because that's the one I would rather lose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Shaq, the, for that one time Shaq fell out of his chair alone, like, a, a guy that big falling out of a chair is never not going to be funny. That trip was something else. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> it It is interesting, though, because this has kind of led me to the realization that all of the legacy of the 80s in the NBA really stayed in the 80s like jordan took over the nba so much in the 90s that it it just like was such like a hard reset because yeah honestly if you had told me like oh uh bird and magic both played from 1980 to 1989 and then we never saw them in the nba again i'd be like 
Yeah, that sounds right. Like, I don't associate them with any other <laughs> period of time in the NBA. It wasn't much different than that. <laughs> no, it, well, that's the thing. It wasn't much different than that. It was like a year in the 70s and a couple years in the 90s. Yeah, but otherwise, no. I, like, they're so synonymous with NBA in the 80s that it really is interesting to think, like, yeah, that and just completely flips things on its head. They're Michael Jordan's heroes, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, Michael Jordan reveres these guys more than almost everyone. That's true. Um, and so, and I still think that holds, even though they switch teams, because they're still both winning plenty of championships. Um, and basically we, playing their style of game, just maybe a little different. Do we think the Bucks get any closer to a championship in this world? It's a great question, because I think I the think Celtics so. have a rough go at it at first, right? So I think I think the Bucks do sneak in there and win one. They, hopefully they're they, always stymied by the Celtics. Hopefully they at least make it to one. Oh yeah, I, I think they do. Yeah, maybe maybe they lose to the Lakers or something. But because because in my mind, yeah, it it went from the Celtics right into Jordan's Bulls for like why they just never made the the finals in the eighties. So you know maybe one of those years the Celtics don't stop them or something like that. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There there I think there's it seemed like in our universe the Celtics and Lakers just I don't know if it's just perfect casting or what, but they both seem to just take off right away right like right it seems like right. the lakers and celtics they're both pretty much good from the start but i feel like if you switch them it takes some time because there's just some differences in the style of play i guess now here's something interesting that we didn't consider does the career of kurt rambis change at all <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking about him do we you know does do the lakers no longer need a, a workhorse white guy because they have a way better one now. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what I'm thinking. He doesn't fit on the Lakers anymore because they don't need that. That so, spot's full, yeah. And I, I don't think any other team takes a mitch. So I think Kurt Rambis just becomes the team's accountant. <laughs> I, the, fact that, the fact that a guy looking like him ever once played in the NBA. Yeah, you never, never see it now. That'll never not amaze me. It just goes to show you how less athletic people were back in the day. It's true. And then like I remember I was when I was looking through like Wikipedia today to get all these stats and stuff, I, I just remember reading a sentence like I can't remember which finals it was, but like the they were like the clothesline that uh the clothesline that Kevin McHale gave to Kurt Rambis was the t- major turning point in the series. I'm just like just talking about how a guy beating the hell out of another guy was like it wasn't like malice at the palace, it was just like change the tone of the series. <laughs> Well, that was my other question is, does he still clothesline him? Probably, right? I mean, they face each other in the finals at some point, right? Yeah, maybe that just gets him out of the NBA quicker. <laughs> is yeah. that clothesline at this point? He's, well, he's permanently injured. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or he breaks his monocles. He's like <laughs> he just wore full-on regular glasses <laughs> in the NBA, like... Yeah. Who popularized the goggles, I guess? Was it Kareem? He's the first one I can think of, but I yeah. couldn't tell you for sure. But no, he he just he liked wearing what he wore to the office right right to the gym. <laughs> the gym was his office. Right, right to his day job, which he did have <laughs> while playing for the Lakers. <laughs> he liked job security because he knew this whole thing was a big joke and everyone he knew he didn't deserve to be there and it was only a matter of time no one knows he didn't actually play college ball he just showed up to the draft (laughs) 
someone picked him, and he's like, I guess. You know, it is very funny to me to think now that Kurt Rambis was wearing regular glasses and Kareem was wearing goggles on the court at the same time. I don't think yeah, I really it's ever almost considered like Kareem that. Kareem was like, you should try this out. Kurt was like, no, no, no. You no, should try I, this out. No, no, I'm good. Thanks. <laughs> Let's see what we can find out here real quick about Kurt Rambis before we wrap this uh, before we wrap this up. He's a lot more put together now than he was back in the eighties. Yeah, no, he's very normal looking. Like yeah. he's just an old man, you know. <laughs> Nothing too specific. He won. He was there for four of the five NBA championships. Nice. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let's see. And he did have just a, a mullet. Well, it was fashionable then. So well, yeah, that's that's true. Um, he know. was born in Terre Haute, Indiana. So yeah, Larry Bird is the <laughs> is his replacement for sure. Yeah, um, that or they just become great friends, and Larry refuses <laughs> to let the Lakers organization <laughs> <laughs> let him go. Um, he went to Santa Clara College. So that's interesting. Not really, but you know. <laughs> um. He was selected by the New York Knicks in the 1980 NBA draft in the third round. That's, I forgot they had more rounds. Yeah, the, the NBA draft is now just two rounds, but that's it wasn't another for reason a long why time. you f- would find players like Kurt Rambis <laughs> frolicking around the NBA is because they had a million rounds. So it looks like after college, he played in Athens for a year. played Played in Greece before being drafted huh. by the Lakers. Study abroad. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, this is interesting. He played for the Lakers 81 to 88, Charlotte 88 to 89, Phoenix 89 to 91, perhaps. Oh, okay. We see him with Magic, who knows? <laughs> he 91 to 93 bit, yeah. for the Sacramento Kings, and then 93 to 95 he went back to the Lakers. Weird. Yeah. And then he co- and then he was an assistant coach for the Lakers for a long time. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was a four-time NBA champion, uh, won the Greek Cup. So that's that's fun. fun. <laughs> um, his number 34 is retired by the Santa Clara Broncos. I'm not uh, convinced that's a real basketball team. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't sound like it. Uh, he won two championships as an assistant with L.A. Sure. That's, not that that's surprising. I could have done that. Um <laughs> His like his ratio of like how well known of a player he is compared to like his actual NBA career has to yeah. be his ratio has got to be so much higher than anyone else. Because listen to these stats, Jordan, for his career NBA statistics: five point <laughs> two points per game, five point six rebounds per game, one point <laughs> one assists per game. It, you know, for for being a in a supporting role, five and a half rebounds a game. Nothing to joke about. No, that's the only one that's respectable of the but you're, three. You're right. He's basically like, um, he's basically like the um, R like Birdman. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that's actually a, a very good. Just point. a go getter who like everyone knows, but if you were to look at his career stats, they would be pathetic. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Oh, this is interesting. Uh, there's a section for outside of basketball in his uh, in his uh, Wikipedia. Ram- Kurt Rambis had a recurring role as Coach Cleary in the family drama Seventh Heaven. <laughs> what a weird, fun fact. 
Um, <laughs> he also guest starred in season one of Sweet Valley High uh, as a friend of Elizabeth and an episode of The Commish as a basketball player. He also appeared in the Going Places episode as himself of It's Gary Shandling's show. So just to be clear, not the Larry Sanders show. Yeah, this was a, literally something else. A different show that Gary Shandling had put together, I guess. Um, Performed by the actual actor, Larry Sanders. Yeah. <laughs> they like swap. <laughs> yeah, there's definitely a lot going on there. Um, well, Jordan, I'm glad that we got to learn some more about Kurt Rambis today. That's always worth it. Um, I'm always happy for that, yeah. And I'm glad that we really got the chance to explore what the NBA landscape looks like in that scenario. Yeah. I love the what-if machine, Mitch. It is very fun. to speculate. It is very fun to speculate. And if you believe in the parallel universe theory, somewhere out there it's happening. You know, Jordan, that did remind me that one of the things that we put in this uh, woulda, coulda, shoulda, is uh, the way of the future. Do you remember that, Jordan? Way of the future. <laughs> yeah, of course I do. <laughs> yeah, so that basically just means, yeah, let me see. We just predict the future, right? <laughs> just predict future events and see if they come true. Yeah, no, that's a, that's exactly it. Um, I just want to see if I can find what else it is that we added to this. Oh, yeah, no, I don't have it listed. That's fine. I just, I do remember though that Way of the Future was one of those. So, tell you what, Jordan, let's uh, let's make a prediction here. Uh, just each of us, just about anything. Okay. Before we wrap up, and next time we do this podcast, we'll see if it came through, uh, came true or not. Okay. Who goes first? You go first. Uh, okay. Well, let's see here. I predict that this Thursday you will go to the grocery store, the Sendix Spire House, right? That's a Sendix. It's that, a pick and save. It's a pick and save. You will go on Thursday, you will go to the pick and save by your house to pick up chicken. And when you get there, you'll find out that they are all out of chicken. <laughs> But before you have time to ask a store employee, a random cloak stranger, <laughs> yay, six foot four maybe, <laughs> he will tell you that he has bought all the chicken <laughs> and that he will do so for the foreseeable future because he's onto your game. And then he walks away. <laughs> I'm just Mitch, writing I... this down really quick. <laughs> um... I don't know who this hooded figure is mitch i'm terrified for you this thursday uh, maybe don't go get chicken because he's on to your game so I, and I don't know what your game is or what you're planning to do with these chickens but maybe i'm on his side <laughs> so, so even when you had started off by this thursday i'll go to pick and save i was like well that won't happen because i <laughs> i went grocery shopping this monday morning so i mean that already i was like well probably not you'll and, see and then and then when you said i would get chicken i was like oh well i bought chicken when i went to the grocery store so that i don't think that'll be necessary um <laughs> well, and we'll, then we'll see we, in the end and then when you said i'll find out that they're all out of chicken 
that's where I, I was, you know, that's where it completely lost me because that's never going to happen. Because um, it, it would be nearly impossible for one person to buy all this chicken. It's just not going to happen. Well, he's um, a man with a lot of capital who's really intent on stopping your game. So Now, look, that said, if if fate leads me towards this on Thursday, you know, we'll yeah. we'll see how things go from we'll here. We'll have to talk about it, yeah. I um, a little scary. Let me think, Jordan. Oh, yeah, this should definitely work. Uh, my prediction is that my child will weigh over nine pounds when he's born. <laughs> That's my prediction. Yours is more, it's a more fun prediction than mine, probably. <laughs> well, but, yours is absolutely uh, insane. So. <laughs> Clearly, we had different perceptions of what this game would be, but hey, nine pounds, um, that's a lot, I think, right? That seems like a lot. He would be a very large child, for sure. Uh, he's currently in the 63rd percentile in weight, so okay. a little above average. Not a lot, yeah. but a little. Okay. So, I'm, you know, he's, he'll have some growing to do if he's going to hit nine pounds. But like I said, if, if fate yeah, wills right. us towards these ends, then who knows? I hope for Dustin's sake it doesn't. Oh, I, I agree. <laughs> that would be bad. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's not like there's any reward if it comes true. I just thought it'd be fun to say it. Yeah, I mean, that that's the point of this game. Occasionally something will come true, and then <laughs> we... We could discuss it, but that's true. Um, Eventually, it'll be crazy. But yours is still probably more likely to come true than mine. <laughs> oh, it's a thousand times more likely to come true, unless I make a trip up there and buy out all the chicken. Yeah, I was about to say, if you're the cloaked man that's supposedly onto my game, I did that's mention the, really a height the only very scenario. close to my own. So. <laughs> yeah, no, that's really the only scenario where it happens. But um, hey, until next week. Uh, Go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts. And uh, hit us up on the social meds. Uh, that's at Any Ideas Podcast on Twitter. Any ideas on Facebook and the Any Ideas Pod at gmail.com. Mitch, I needs the social meds. That's right. We need those social meds. Um, the theme, of course, was What If We Gave It Away by REM. Uh, and until next time, remember. What if you listen to this podcast some more? No one standing there for the record. No one tried. Oh, I, I to. What if This has been a Kermit the Prague production.